Welcome to the Fortune News Podcast with your host, James Coppert. Oi, oi. How are you all doing? Are you doing well? No, seriously, are you doing well? I hope you are. Truly hope you are. It's a crazy time, isn't it? Let, let's, just, let's just turn this music down and have a little chat with you before we get into this interview. Oh, that's better. I can hear you better now. How are you? Are you doing okay? Yeah, it's, it's a tough time, isn't it? It's a really tough time at the moment for, for everyone, I think, unless you're a millionaire or billionaire, um, which most of us aren't. So most of us are going to be struggling to pay bills, eat food and all that type of thing. So hopefully this is a little distraction from that and gives you uh, just an hour to uh, take your mind off things and um, just listen away. I've I've even struggled listening to the radio and news like I often do when I'm working at the moment because it's just depressing, isn't it? Everything's quite depressing. But there's still some lovely positive things in life that we need to start focusing on. So, uh, yeah, the show, here it is. And (laughs) I I promised before, I made so many excuses, didn't I, of telling what's happened. promised before that I would... uh, Get, get May show out and I'm still working on it believe it or not I was going to delete I was getting angry and frustrated like what's the point I've worked on it but I have no spare time and it's going to be out late and Candy my partner bless her she said just get it out just keep going stop putting pressure on yourself get it out when it's ready it's ready people are listening and enjoy it so that's what I'm going to do and I'm still going I'm, st- I'm just going to keep writing and just keep putting stuff out as I can and hopefully soon it'll start being more frequent when my life changed. My life this past year has been pretty insane and I've not stopped. So um, I think things are going to calm down a bit soon, which is which is really good. One thing I will say, um, I, did, I did think that there was a bit of destiny and the universe was telling me to just give up on the show. My, my Mac, as you know, it, it kind of crashed. I lost the recording program that I use. Um, luckily, Jess gave me another one, so I put the last thing out. It did it again and again. I lost everything reinstalling it. And I just thought this this just isn't gonna work. There's no way I can afford a new Mac either. Um, so that's just it. Let's let's just kind of knock it on the head. I can't do one on my phone and it'd be really rubbish. Um, but then an offer came up at work with salary sacrifice where you basically it, it comes out of your wages, but you don't pay tax. It's like a reward scheme. And um, I, was, I was looking, I was like, I still can't afford that. There's no way I can afford those, those monthly payments. But then I saw the Mac Mini. And what happened was um, I was scrolling through and it, it, I, I couldn't work out how, how much it was per month. And um, next, I clicked next and next thing I know, it said, congratulations on your purchase. So that terrified me uh, with the extra monthly cost, but also thought, well, that's an omen that I do need to keep going. So here it is. Uh, I am... <laughs> recording on it right now it seems to be working all right um but what i have done just because it is enormous cost and i have to pay to host it each month uh, and i it, it makes my um inside curdle even saying this i don't know why so many people message me and say oh can i just you know give you some some money because i love the show so much but i think it's because like i said before i'm not going to do anything like patreon until it's every month but if you want to donate it's a coffee coffee um ko uh, line across don't know what you call it not an underscore but the one higher up fi.com 14 news podcast or just go on there and find find us and the idea is you donate the amount of a coffee if you like it if no one donates 
don't worry, it's not a problem. I will still love you all exactly the same. Um, it's just if you want to and feel like, you know, you can, then it just adds to that help of that extra cost I've got per month to keep the show going. Because I wouldn't have bought one if it wasn't for the show. Um, but at the same time, it's no pressure because I love doing the show anyway. And that's why I started it. So yeah, that, that made me feel so uncomfortable doing that. But there you go. Do you know, I do work and things where my partner sells me off. I've done so many lectures recently for ADHD to organisations and don't charge a penny, uh, partly because I'm trying to get the, the kind of word out and change things. But But some of them have even offered me like a lot of money and I go no no it's fine and then I'm like what am I doing you know when I'm <laughs> struggling to pay the bills but um that's that's my uh my way of being brought up I think anyway I am waffling on and waffling on yeah another reason why the show hasn't been out and why I've been uh, out and why I've been so busy from getting my words out is I have been doing a tv show with Sky um, I'm not a star of it or by any means, and it's nothing to do with paranormal or ADHD. Um, it's something that I was supporting a, a young person um, who is part of my group to, to kind of further, further himself and uh, do better because he's, he is a star. And um, because he's got a, an additional need, he's found it really hard to get access to the qualification that he wants because there's nowhere in the area that does it without additional support and he would have to travel for hours each day to do it so he can't so this was a real leg up so I'm now doing it with him and it's been an amazing experience but it's also very (laughs) time consuming and exhausting and taking up every single weekend recording and things but when it's out I will let you know obviously it's top secret at the moment I'm not allowed to uh to explain exactly what it is um other than it involves me singing (laughs) so terrifying yeah um I'll, I'll fill you in all with that but um yeah this is an interview so last time we did an interview with with tim um and it went really really well it got lots of views uh, views lots of listens people really enjoyed it uh, and as the 14 film festival is coming back up i thought i'd do another one and get it out there and uh, have another little chat i've been in touch with tim since he's, he's a real lovely genuine person and the 14 film festival is a, an amazing event it's not for profit um, they work so hard on top of their full-time jobs to put it together and it's just a wonderful community like this i see it as a community thing rather than just a, a, a one-off media thing um as you know anyone that messaged me i do try and stay in touch i've got to set up my email again um <laughs> i had to uh that was set up on there not on my phone i think i've got it on my phone now as well so i can access emails we can have the show coming up also. I know um, I've got some amazing stories of the London Underground, which I promise that have been sent in that we're going to read out. Um, I wish you'd do an interview with me, but I'll, I'll read them out. Um, so I'm not going to ramble on anymore because this is really boring, isn't it? But I will be there. And um, I, I keep uploading things on Instagram. If you go on there, I post like the headlines and the pictures of loads of the things that I find every single day. Every day that's updated if you want to go on there. Um Twitter, I, I should do it more, but no one really interacts. Uh, start interacting, I'll post on there more. And yeah, no one really interacts on Facebook. It's just mainly Instagram at the moment. So go on there and, and say hi, 14 News Pod. Also, I have started just for fun a 14 music playlist on Spotify. It's been a great laugh. Um, loads, of, loads of suggestions, just not the obvious stuff like Ghostbusters theme or anything like that, but anything that has kind of um some link to something 14 it's on there go and have a listen um and any suggestions send them in and i will add it so it's great fun and as i say we also 
have a competition and the proper podcast where you can win a ghost, which again has been a collaboration with just a really wonderful independent artist. And um, that's going to come up soon as well. Really excited about that. So again, go on Instagram because if you follow us on Instagram, then you've got a chance to win this ghost. Um, And it's, they're wonderful. Trust me. It's a lovely prize to win. So, um, Fortin Film Festival interview with Tim Wittard, part two. Last time I interviewed him, I suddenly got loads of hits in China, so I don't know what he's been up to. Um, but uh, we're going to get it out now. So I hope you all enjoy. Please do go and just look at the site. If you're not interested in going, just go at the site, have a look, and, and just give him some support, share it, um, try and get some more ticket sales generated for him. They, they really deserve it. They're great people. And uh, if you are coming down, let me know. It'd be really lovely to, to meet you. And um, I'll, I'll try and remember to take some stickers and give some of those out and just give, come and give you a chat. And, and if you're into hugs, I'm well up for a hug as well. Um, so come down and say hello. Um, just don't take a picture of me because you'll crack your camera. I'll speak to you all soon. Much love to everyone. Um, it, it's, as I always say, I do interact with a lot of people and you do seem like a family to me and um, loads of people that I've never spoke to or never met are listening to this. You're still part of this family and community. Um, Do say hi. And uh, I'll speak to you all soon. I I, I just want to keep talking to you, but I'm not going to. I'm going to let the interview talk instead. Much love, everyone. And um, I'll say bye at the end anyway. God, I, I ramble on, don't I, eh? Welcome back to the Fortean News Podcast. And it was really popular last time. We had a chat with Tim Wittard from the Fortean Film Festival, uh, a great event that we've been partnering with. Um, and we partner with it not because they're paying us, because it's an amazing event and it's great to be involved and support this amazing event. For, it's just started, so I apologise. There is building work going on next door. I don't know if you can hear it, but... Um, <laughs> two of the busiest people on earth at the moment so we'll just have to keep going so welcome back Tim how are you oh I'm good I'm good thank you for having me back it's uh, it's great to catch up with you again James yeah brilliant to talk to you too so you've been a, a really busy man since last time we spoke how's I suppose just in case there's any new listeners um t- tell us what the 14 film festival is about where it came from and and where you're going with it Okay, um, so it's it's sort of like a celebration of independent film, but with a focus on the paranormal and the weird. Um, and it was started up by myself and Matt Everett um, after we'd worked together on a couple of projects, you know, and on a 40 and sort of film sort of uh, subject matter. And um, we just realised that there was sort of like a, a, a gap in the market, really, in a way, on the film festival circuit. They didn't, there wasn't an awful lot offering... Um, the 40 in subject matter, a special sort of uh, platform. Um, and so we sort of started it with a view to sort of celebrating. We knew a lot of sort of filmmakers who had different sort of independent projects, some for YouTube, some for network TV, some, you know, all going for various platforms, but all with the same theme in common that they were doing something 40 in or, you know, with a paranormal theme. And, sort of like common experiences by a lot of them with sort of not necessarily being shunned by the mainstream, but not, not having that door readily opened as it might've been if it were, you know, a more sort of topical human interest sort of subject. Um, so we started it up and the first season we were sort of blown away. I think, you know, we'd only had our submission period open for about four months and we, we had, you know, a, a, almost too many submissions to handle really. And, um, 
So now in the second season, we've expanded the jury and the judging panel and sort of like built a bit more of a uh, an infrastructure around um, the event with you know, like yourself, like Mike Mid partners who are sort of interested in 40 and subjects or filmmaking and celebrating independent cinema. Um, and yeah, we've had several hundred submissions this season. Amazing. So it's like, it's gone up. The, the standard seems to have gone up as well. We put together our, our selection and um, tickets are now on sale. Um, so we, we've got quite an action packed sort of little weekend of, um, different sort of subject matters um, within the sort of uh, broader 40-in field, right from sea monsters and mermaids to demonic possession and zombies and UFOs. You know, it's, there's there's a really broad spectrum of uh, of the odd and, and paranormal there. So I'm looking forward to it, but organisation-wise um, and sort of putting it together behind the scenes, is you know, it's been a bit of a, bit of, a, bit of a chore, but it'll be worth it, let's hope. Yeah, so last last year it was um, it, it was an amazing event as it was. So you had an evening and then a full day in this really beautiful kind of Art Deco cinema down in Gloucester, and um, and and it's it's kind of become as as you promised, it's grown into a kind of a a bigger kind of fortune weekend. Do you want to tell us kind of some of the other things that are going on? Yeah, so I mean, last year we had um, a big cat night, was you know was quite a popular sort of um, start to the event, and um, that was where me and Matt we actually played a couple of our own films um, as well because that's you know our sort of bag. And locally, there's a huge sort of interest in in the sort of mystery big cats. So um, we've gone with another big cat themed um, night to kick off, quite self indulgent as well. <laughs> but but um, around that as well, there's a couple of other films that we're showcasing. We've got two little shorts, um, one which is um, about um, a group of paranormal investigators from up north, so it might sort of resonate with you a little bit, but it's a comedy. And one of the most hilarious things I've seen in a long time is called Tea with the Reaper. Um, so that's going to open the show, and that's going to be followed by a little short um, by a group of filmmakers from Bristol, um, which is about... Um, friendship and grief it's this little story of these uh, these two lads who are looking for a mysterious cryptid in the west country um against the backdrop of this story of, of losing their friend and sort of trying to tick off things off his bucket list which he couldn't achieve you know so it's a really heartwarming little tale um and then goes into the big cat stuff and then after that um there's going to be a vip party um at the local rugby club up until one in the morning where filmmakers can sort of drink and smooze and network and um, meet with any sort of attendees and, and fans who, who, who want an opportunity to do so. And I believe you're going to be there for that and yeah. um, might have an opportunity to do some live recordings, you know, with a few uh, drunk filmmakers and, you know, get yourself some gold snippets from behind the scenes. So I know there's going to be a few other podcast hosts in attendance as well. I think we've got, um, Nick from the UFO Chronicles podcast is going to be coming down and Paul Bestall, the host of Mysteries and Monsters. Um, so that's that's the, the opening night. And then the following day is a full day where like everything gets a look at. You know, there's um, a really broad spectrum of things from, you know, animations and, and stop motion um, right through to um, serious sort of dramas. There's comedy. There's a bit of horror and sci-fi, and a few factual sort of um, shows in between. So 
Um, that's going to be really interesting and lots of filmmakers confirmed to attend. So, um, you know, that's, uh, that's going to be a, a, a really interesting event, particularly just to network and meet with some of these creative people who are coming up with this awesome content and these awesome films. Um, and then in the evening, uh, we've got Gloucester Paranormal Investigation Services will be meeting us after the films are screened to take us on a tour of um, haunted Gloucester. And they'll be pointing out various uh, haunted locations around uh, the ancient Roman city centre. And um, there's a few Tudor buildings and lots of different parts of, you know, uh, Gloucester's sort of history are encapsulated in the buildings and architecture and around that a lot of filming locations as well, which has sort of like an overlapping interest, obviously, with a film festival. So things like Harry Potter and Doctor Who famously filmed um, around the cathedral and just literally a stone's throw away from uh, the house made famous by Beatrix Potter um, in a Taylor of Gloucester stories. And there's a few interesting things, you know, just on a little rambling tour of, uh, of the town centre um, by a couple of local paranormal enthusiasts, you know, all the, all the, interesting little details um so that's that's the two fourteen days and then sunday um is actually given over to um what we're calling uh, the mega flicks film awards which was created as an offshoot of the 14 film festival um which kind of happened as a happy accident so when we started the 14 film festival um i don't know if this is something you've come across james actually because the term 14 obviously it, it lends itself to you know the unexplained and derived yeah. from charles fort and all the rest of it, but it's not necessarily widely well understood what it means. And we did yeah. find that there were a couple of um, filmmakers, well, not couple, uh, enough for us to warrant setting up, a, uh, you know, a, a separate event. But we, we had several filmmakers clearly submitting films to the 14 Film Festival, not knowing that it was a, a geared up towards the supernatural, the unexplained, the paranormal. Um, for example, we had a couple of cookery shows. We had a, we had a western. There were a couple of romantic comedies, music videos, um, all of which had nothing to do with you know anything remotely fourteen. And and so we kind of thought, well, these filmmakers have paid to submit their their work, and you know we can't just disqualify them because they didn't know what fourteen meant so yeah. we've set up a, a different you know a different event to celebrate and welcome all films including 14 films um i might add so there was a little bit of an overlap and an overflow with with the with the mega flicks but it also celebrates and gives a platform to those independent filmmakers who um, might have found the 14 film festival by accident and it just it means that we don't have to penalize anyone just because our brand awareness would maybe wasn't on point so we can celebrate all different films if someone submits something that isn't 14 then we just move it over and there's a platform to, to to celebrate that and help promote those those filmmakers too so um yeah it's 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 lining up to be quite an interesting event um and yeah it'd be great to have you there again can't wait to hang out yeah i'm definitely coming down and um my, my friend sam's coming to do a bit of tech support hopefully um if people keep an eye on our social media we'll, we'll live stream some interviews and yeah yeah that'd be great yeah there. so it's, yeah, it's Sounds an amazing weekend, Tim. Um, how, how much is it and where can people get tickets? So um, the tickets are available. If you go to um, the main uh, 14 Film Festival website, uh, which is www.fortienfilmfestival.com, um, it's... Um, 
there's a link there on the main page where you can click to buy tickets and it will take you through, um, I think they're £12.50 each day, but that includes the additional activities which are put on around um, each of the days as well and meeting that's the amazing. filmmakers. And it includes sort of every film that's on for the, for the whole day. So um, that £12.50 will get you into every film that's, that's scheduled on, on the day. And there's a lot being screened because a lot of the films are quite short. You know, they're not all feature-length films. So there's a nice mix. There are some features there, but there's a few short films. So if you've got a shorter attention span, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, it, it, there's, there's a nice variety. It should be something for everyone. That's an amazing price. It's um, yeah, what a bargain! And and really, no, it's, it was good last last year. And with all this kind of additional stuff, it's just gonna. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. Absolutely. Yeah, can't wait. Well, thank you, man. I like you know, and it obviously like partly the event is sort of going to be you know it'll be as successful as uh, as the you know the people who attend want to make it really. And you know, the more people like yourselves that you be enthusiastic, paranormal. Um, uh interest sort of you know it's just going to be a really interesting combination of people because there's going to be ghost hunters ufologists cryptozoologists and i just love these events where you get mm. to sort of like see the, the overlaps at play and you get to sort of like you know reach into a neighboring discipline and you know maybe make a network you know a connection for, for a future project or you know find a new passion within the, the paranormal field I, I just love it so it's brilliant and you've got merch I've, i bought myself a, a beautiful hoodie which has spilt coffee on the very first time i oh, know i heard oh, about that yeah. in the episode i was like oh bless you yeah no yeah i mean we need to expand the merch range i think and you know um it's there's mainly it's just sort of me and matt really do most of the heavy lifting with the organization of things behind the scenes and that's in a most spinning plates for other projects um but um we will get on it um i think like the, the improvements on last year that I can speak of is sort of like having these additional activities around it, the VIP party and the function room. Um, so we've got an additional venue for the opening night as well. So you can do that sort of private party thing. Um, we've also got a printed program that will be available at the venue. Um, and, and just, yeah, just giving everything that little bit more of a sort of professional facelift really, um, for this season, um, and having the additional activities planned around it so that after the films, there was opportunity to do other things and see the historic landmarks of Gloucester and bits and bobs like that. Um, which we didn't have readily sort of like organised for, for the first season. Um, but, you know, each each time we'll, we'll, we'll seek to improve. And um, it's just unfortunate now, I suppose, the other thing that's really to, sort of keen to speak of is this cost of living crisis, because that mm. is having an impact, I think. Um, yeah. uh, but like as a festival, we, we sort of decided early on that it wasn't going to be a money grab, even though there's potential for it to do that. And most mm. of the revenue the festival's made has actually gone back into... Um, um, into sort of sustaining it and, you know, making it a, a profitable um, event in terms of actually helping the filmmakers, really, because mm. that's the profit for us. You know, when when we can see that a filmmaker has had a stepping stone to success or um, whatever as an offshoot of the work that we're doing to help promote them, that's really, the you know, what, what, what we're sort of hoping for. Um, and you know, as a consequence of that, we sort of made a decision to try and absorb much of the the expense as we could really. So I think, you know, we've, we've slashed the tickets by, you know, by I think 50% of the price and, you know, trying to just be a little bit more kind and generous about it, you know, because we want everyone to be able to attend. We don't want people to miss out just because the price of petrol has gone up a little bit. And so mm. if we can absorb costs and, and make it more, you know, sort of accessible, um, 
then, then we're more than happy to do that, really. We just That's want amazing. everyone to have a fun day. And, and accessibility as well, I'd, I'd say it's not just the, the price. I think the, the way that you've put it on and the ethos is the people are accessible as well. So even if you're coming on your own, you'll, you'll probably find an instant friendship and someone to sit next to and chat to and... Oh yeah, you know, and, and and the whole ethos is is it is relaxed screenings as well. Which so we're part of the Cinema for All initiative, which is um, really? uh, sort of aiming to you know make cinema more inclusive and accessible to you know perhaps groups of society that historically haven't had that mm. privilege. You know, so um, we welcome all groups of people. You know, um, all all aspects of society. And we're for example, we're sort of Alzheimer's and autism friendly. And Wonderful, you know, yeah. if you've got um, you know if you want to bring your nan um you know then you know and uh, you know or equally if you you know if if, if it's not a tuxedo event either so even though there is it's you know it's a film awards event you're not expected to dress to impress even though you're more than welcome to so if you wanted to come in your onesie or your pajamas i don't think anyone's going to turn a blind eye this is an event that sort of welcomes everyone especially the misfits yeah. um you know, so um, that's kind of where we're putting our fist in the air, really. And so we want Fantastic. it to be a fun day out. And yeah, like 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 you say, you know, come along if you're curious, if you want to take a look. Um, you know, don't be scared, don't be shy. We're all a bit weird. <laughs> I will yeah. be bringing my nan. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring my nan, but she has passed away. But um, that, that well, just again, even year. more welcome. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, as I say, we'll have the Gloucester Paranormal Investigations Services in attendance Fantastic. on the Saturday night. So you know, um, I know we'll you have do a good a bit chat. Of paranormal yeah. investigation as well. So it might be a good collaboration operation, and we, you know, you might get something come through. You don't know. <laughs> She'd love that, I'm sure. It's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I'd love whole, it. Yeah, yeah. The whole the whole fortune kind of tag. It's interesting what you were saying. Um, one one of the a few people kind of criticised me when I when I used it, saying you're not going to get you know millions of uh, new listeners because so many people don't know what it is. But to me, that element is important because it's not just the paranormal; it's about the the view of viewing things without the dogma of science or religion and taking things out of that new look. So for me, the show it was important to remain with that name, and I think that's the same kind of ethos of the as the festival is that looking at things at a complete new way with the, with the films and allowing filmmakers to just explore this, the subject in their own kind of individual and unique kind of vision. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that, that's one of the things when you start to sort of like look at the media world and particularly TV and stuff, when you see that, you know, it, there's that phrase, a camel is a horse designed by committee. And there's so many, when you know, when you're dealing with these big corporate entities, you, your ideas they get sanitized and watered mm. down and diluted and eventually the end product doesn't look or feel how it was envisaged, you know, and this is the, the, the beauty of independent cinema, because even though it's really cutthroat and very few people rise to the top and everything like that, it's, there's a lot of challenges in, in, in being an independent filmmaker, but the freedom to create mm. your own vision, you know, as along with the challenges that come with doing that off your own back and with like the backing of a, a huge, you know, financial backer or studio or whatever is, um, is a nightmare, but nice. It's nice for us that we can sort of provide that platform. And at least, you know, we've we've got a, an international jury of people with a vested interest in the paranormal. Some people are journalists, some people are filmmakers, some people are just, you know paranormal investigators you know but it's nice that we've now got this collective who can sort of 
you know, cast their eye over it. And if we find something that's particularly sort of like suited to one of our judges, we can direct that to, you know, we've got people with a specialist interest in UFOs, specialist interest in um, ghosts, specialist interest mm. in sea creatures and unidentified cryptids of the, you know, all that sort of stuff. So we can send signpost things to people with a different forty and interest and, 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 help people on their journey you know we're not the oscars we're not the academy awards but we're aiming to to get to to that level and in fact actually i can say after our first season one thing that was a pleasant surprise which we did we did have correspondence with the baftas um not to sort of ask for active referrals from us as such but they were keen to to speak to us as a new festival to sort of let us know first and foremost that we were on their radar so they must Mm. have people keeping an eye on the festival marketplace because we were contacted um sort of independently um and i'll be keen to see if um you know our, our you know if we can get any sort of film submissions um, that come to us on, on, on their radar, you know, that'd be a really cool thing to do for some of the filmmakers and some of the submissions are easily worth it, you know, and, and, you know, um, worthy of, of, of that kind of attention. Um, So yeah, keen to see where it goes. It's all very exciting, but a lot of work in the meantime. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause this isn't your full-time job, is it? This is something that you're just kind of doing as almost as a hobby. Well, yeah, it's yeah, it's it, it it started out of exasperation and despair because mm. like uh, the COVID pandemic, you know, caused a lot of challenges for live events, and we 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 felt that in the film festival world, you know, um, I I wasn't organising any events at that time, but we were participating um, as filmmakers, and just the communication was not particularly great and obviously people had to make a lot of contingency plans on the back foot you know in the face of lockdowns and stuff like that events were cancelled and so you can understand the teething problems but Mm. sometimes just the most basic of an update you know would have would have gone you know dang wonders you know because people were anxious enough and filmmakers spent a lot of money on their film promotions on the festival circuit sometimes and so yeah you know, you, you you know, we kind of said to ourselves one too many times, like we could do better than this. Yeah. <laughs> and after a while, you really start to believe it. And then, you know, we sort of said, well, let's put our money where our mouth is. We keep saying it. Let's give it a try. Um, and here we are, um, nearly, I guess, eighteen months down the line. Fantastic. Um, maybe a bit more, and we're into our second season. And yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 looking like the challenges are going to keep coming. But you know, as long as we're not going to be greedy and try and make this a, a an event that runs to profit and all the rest of it, I don't see why we can't sort of continue and 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 carry on and 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 struggle on with the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact as well that you you've put it you know where you are rather than choosing to put it in London, where kind of where everyone chooses to. Well, I mean, the other thing with that is cost, because, I mean, we did apply for for government grants and Arts Council money and stuff like that. But obviously, in the COVID recovery, there were a lot of established um, companies that were struggling. And so you can kind of see that, you know, that's fair that they they give them priority over new kids on the block to a point. But we didn't get any support or Arts uh, Arts Council funding or anything like that. And so... The truth of the matter comes down to we are funded mainly by the filmmakers um, who submit. 
yeah. to to us. We we you know in terms of a sponsorship deal, we we, uh, we only had one paying sponsor, which was um, the Association of the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena. They are great guys, um, but we had lots of helpful partners who would support us with in kind promotions and stuff, which is is good enough. It, you can start to build something, you know, once you've got a community of like minded, interested parties, and we've had some great support from other podcasts. Shout mm. out to uh, Werewolf Radar. And um, yeah, on Wednesdays we talk weird and shout out to uh, Mysteries and Monsters and you know there's too many to list um, everyone but there's been a lot of people who've uh, who've got behind um, interviewing filmmakers promoting the festival just publicising um, what we're doing and it's all really helpful um, so yeah we're we're keen to see where it goes and um, you know it's um, it's been a lot of fun but yeah it's not my my, my full time gig. Um, unfortunately although I mean there's there's chance it could become that there's a, <laughs> yeah, it hasn't it hasn't been something you can deal with on one weekend of the you know uh, yeah. each month sort of thing it's, it's it's required a lot of regular input you know particularly just to keep the judges there's so many judges I think we've got nearly 40 judges and different wow. continents all around the world you know um, and so communicating with them through time zones and uh, you know, as new submissions come in, if it, you know, particularly, you know, geared up towards one one judge, you know, or a specific judge that would have a, a you know, a, a, a background that's really helpful for that filmmaker or an interest in, in that sort of subject and, you know, coordinating all of that. It does take a little bit of thought um, yeah, <laughs> and planning. So, well, just organising this interview has taken just <laughs> with technology and everything was uh, 40 minutes from when we were due to start, we even got on, so... It's a nightmare. Well, yeah, we had gremlins, didn't we? Simple. We had gremlins. Yeah. As always, as always. Yeah. And you, you, I, I saw a little thing uh, that you'd been into the old Ram. Oh, crikey, yeah. That was uh, that was quite a while back. Yeah, I did. I went down to uh, the, the Ram Inn with um, Gloucester Ghost Walks and Triple Moon Paranormal, based out of Gloucester, who partnered with the festival as well. They're, they're real cool guys. Um, and yeah, we, we went down to the ancient Ram Inn and... Um, what can I say? Furniture was moving, windows and doors moving on their own, and it's a creaky, rickety old building, so you can expect a bit of movement. But my God, the place came alive when the sun went down. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, we, we we saw some weird stuff. I, I got a, 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 a heat signature on the thermal camera in a chair that was empty. No one was sat in the chair. No one had been sat in the chair that entire time we were there. We go into this room. And I'm scanning the room with the thermal camera, and the the, the chair is 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 glowing like wow. like someone sat in it, you know, like lit up like a Christmas tree. Um, and it was around about the time that some of the other people in attendance were doing the spirit board, and I sort of thought to myself, this is getting a bit a bit silly. Um, um, even though I'm agnostic or I try to be about yeah. these kind of yeah, things, yeah. I just you know, you've opened the door of possibility at that point, and let's just say if they were communicating with something on this board, it weren't very friendly. Right. And, <laughs> and, and I just thought, I've got to get out of here. This is, this is a bit bloody silly now. So um, yeah, uh, the nearest opportunity to break. Um, I went outside for a cigarette and said to my mate, I said, we got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I didn't make it through the whole night, but. Um, Has it you know, changed your perception? On things. Sorry, has it changed your perception on things? Well, no. I think I, you know, I think there's something more. I think there's. I uh, again, 
I don't like call, calling it a ghost, you know, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a ghost, it, it, you know, but because I've seen apparitions and stuff like that, but it sort of assumes we know what it is, but but we don't. I know what I saw, and it is the description of people would say it's a ghost, but I'm not confident that was the spirit of a dead person, or, you know, I don't, I don't know, could be a glitch in the matrix as far as I know. It's weird, it's yeah. unexplained. I don't think I was hallucinating. Um, but yeah, and again, my experience with the ancient Ram in. I mean, yeah, there was one moment where the door just threw open by itself. And you can usually explain that sort of thing with like air pressure or if someone's mm. left a window open and there's a gust go through. It was nothing like that. It was yeah. it it was like something was announcing its arrival in the room. And I was I, I you know, I have to say the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. So um so again brilliant. the thermal camera doesn't lie either. You know, I yeah. trust the thermal camera. It's not to me like you know, some of these spirit boxes and stuff like that. I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe someone who's a bit suggestible and a bit optimistic is, you know, reading a little bit too much into that. But the thermal camera yeah. is really hard to trick. Yeah, know, yeah. It, it tells the difference between hot and cold and it does it really well, you know. Um so yeah, I don't know if you saw that footage. Did you ever see that footage? It's, no, um, I've not seen it. No, what's it on? Okay, um, I think um, Higgy Pop linked up to it on. The, they did an article on it on their website, and Paranormal Globe ran an article about um, demonic entity caught on thermal camera. If you guys search for that, um, I think it's up on Higgy Pop and um, on Paranormal Globe. I think they've got both got clips of the video footage. I'll definitely um, check that out. Yeah, so uh, I can send a link over to you, actually, James. That'd be I'll great. Yeah, we can we can add it to the notes of the show. Yeah, awesome. Right, I'll do that now. Let me see if I can uh, multitask and find where that might have gone. <laughs> well, you do. I, yeah, the um, I, I'm very much in our paranormal investigations. It's about uh, it, it, trying to make a rational explanation for absolutely everything. Try to debunk everything because if you're left with the unexplained, then you've you've kind of achieved achieved the job but i agree with you on the ghost the ghost thing it's um you know regular to the show know that i, I don't I, I see ghosts as that residual entity and um i very much believe that there is other things that are just there to test your perception of reality to allow your kind of greater spiritual understanding by by realizing that reality is just a perception yeah, I, I, I get the sense that occasionally those people who are open to it or and occasionally those people that aren't you get a little glimpse of of you know of something that suggests oh hang on there's more to this than you know than than meets the eye you know yeah. um i find it all I, I find that fascinating it's almost like you get a little peek behind the curtain yeah you know yeah, yeah. it's um, um we, it, it, what i find interesting as well is these these certain spaces that seem to have this activity and whether it is because of everyone goes in expecting it. So therefore it creates that consciousness that something's going to happen or whether there is specific hotspots. I don't know, but we, we had one building near here and, and pretty much you could guarantee that every time something would happen. And um, I took someone in who was a complete, a- absolute skeptic. And uh, I said, what can you hear? And he said, nothing, absolutely nothing. I said, you're right. I says, um, so now we're just going to ask him. And I said, uh, could you um, let us know that, you, that, that someone's here with us? And and the room started tapping around and there was a few little knocks and stuff and he was starting getting fidgeting. And then I said, and this is so-and-so and he doesn't believe. And right by where we were sat, it banged on the floor. 
you know, as loud as possible. Yeah. And he was he was out of there. That this disbeliever was straight out of the building and never set him foot. See, in this again. is the thing. I think a lot of people say they don't believe, you know, because there's all you know, there's that thing with us humans. Our psychology is odd, and it's like you know, we can lie to ourselves and convince us of our own mm. nonsense, you know. And you can say, and that can work in both ways, you know. You can yeah. you can have a confirmation bias one way or the other, and you can, you know, some people are comforted by the fact that oh, I, I believe there's more to life than this, yeah. you know, and other people are terrified by it and don't find it comforting at all they don't they don't want to know no I'm, I'm happy with what i can see with what i understand that's all i want to know and you know you can drum it into yourself and say no i don't believe i don't believe i don't believe and you know you'd be that person you hear things go bump in the night and you'll always say no that's the heating pipes expanding under the floorboards you know i know what that is you know until it comes up and taps you on the shoulder like that you know yeah. and then it's like at that point you fight or flight kicks in and you vote with your feet and he did he did what he did and he revealed his real his real feeling on the subject yeah yeah you know his his decision to leg it in my opinion confirms to me that he he really does believe he's just he just doesn't want to yeah he definitely believes after that that's for sure well yeah i mean if he did what did he say in the aftermath how did his opinions change did he sort of warm up to the idea did he become more open to talking about it or did he just shut down even more it was. He just said there was definitely something there. I can't explain it, but there was definitely something that interacted. So, so he, he. Okay. Okay. He, so he, it was a, a, a full one eighty. He did a complete U turn on his, yeah. his, his his stance. Okay. Wow. It, it was. It was intelligent interaction. You know what? Whatever it was, was specifically putting on a show for him. Yeah, responding to exactly to a, kind of what was happening. Yeah, that that place. Wow. It, that place is great. They've turned it into flats now. Um, the, the building. Remind me to never go ghost hunting with you. I think I'd need to, you know, bring an adult nappy. You know, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be one of those. Well, one thing I'm, I haven't announced yet is, um, which I might as well do now, is I'm hoping to go into um, East Drive in Pontefract on my own. For a, no, a, for, I see. For, even I, I, I'm a big cat man, really. I'm a cryptozoology guy. Even I know that. Like, you're a brave guy, right? Well, I thought if I do it to raise money, I thought it's quite a, a nice analogy for like domestic abuse, and it's it's like this this force that you you don't have any power against, and you're trapped in there. So I thought if I do it for charity and um, spend a whole night there, live stream it as well, so people could chat to me. That I'm not truly yeah, on my sure, own. Man, I'd sponsor you to do that. I don't, I, I doubt you'd make it till three a.m. <laughs> oh, I'm all right. I lived it. I lived in a place similar. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty used to it. We'll, well, we'll, it's a pretty we'll unassuming right. sort of, uh, if I remember rightly, that's the one that's sort of like a, 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 a mid 20th century sort of typical suburban semi-detached place in it. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's like not a little... your typical sort of haunted, you know, man- manor house with, you know, sort of vultures flying overhead and cobwebs over everything. It's just sort of looks like a regular house, doesn't it? Yeah, regular British council house, but mm. in- infamously known as the, the most violent poltergeist in the world. Um, I, d- I did a little video outside and I got a whole sect of um, witches in America uh, messaging me, begging me not to go in because they could see a, a hooded figure as a shadow behind me. Um, oh, crikey. So that, that was interesting. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, um, see, uh, like, yeah. Uh, our, our friend Doug, um, who does the Untold Radio podcast, he, he often tells me he's got a theory on these hooded figures. He reckons a lot of the time people see these hooded entities and it's sort mm. of taken to be something sort of spiritual or ghostly or whatever. But Doug has a, has a theory which leans more towards alien visitors. Right. Okay. Yeah, so it's all very interesting. But yeah, like, it's, uh, it's still scary, whatever it is. Yeah. The view, aliens viewing, is it, from like monitoring human. 
behavior well like like uh, I, I was talking about it because I had a similar vis- vis- vision of, of something when I was working a night shift. You know, there was a few members of staff this one night, myself included, and, you know, we, we, we saw a hooded figure down this corridor. And I was just mentioning it loosely um, to, to Doug um, on one occasion. And, and he, he sort of put this theory forward. He asked me a few questions. He said, oh, do you know, I think that could have been an alien. Yeah, no, the greys are known to wear hooded cloaks or something along those lines. I might be paraphrasing him completely wrong there, but I'm pretty sure he's got some theory about aliens uh, taking that that form on occasion to to do nighttime sort of experiments on people and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's interesting. It's so, wacky, but, you know, I'm open to all sorts of theories. You know, nothing's off the table in our weird little world. Yeah, it's. I don't tend to get like scared of poltergeist because, like, literally grew up with it. Poltergeist activity, um, and it's still, you know, it's, it's to a lesser extent it occurs in this house, but it's still there. Oh yeah, no, I've heard. Uh, you know, I remember that 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 recording you did when the when something smashed. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, it flew off in the kitchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I um, find that scary, like you know, but black-eyed kids that that, that terrifies me and, and <laughs> demonic stuff. <laughs> Uh, you know, someone says that it, does it. We get cold sometimes, and and if it, it truly does sound demonic, I'm like, no, you need to speak to the church. I'm not going in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I think you're a brave man doing some of the investigations that you do. You know, even That's though it. I try to be agnostic about it, I don't think I'd be volunteering first to go in some of these places. <laughs> I get, when I went into the woods people couldn't understand that one at night but I I find that really relaxing not you know not in a brave way I just 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 find it quite chilled the woods is a, they're just a delightful place to be I love yeah. going to the woods but I can't go on my own anymore not after all these big cat shows I've done I mean, it's, it's, it's daft it's daft you'd be so unlucky or lucky however you wanted to look at it to see such a cat you know even though I, I, I know there's a few of them out there a few yeah. not like thousands and thousands there's a few of them out there but I saw one once all those years ago and I just think I, I, I can't help if I, if I saw that on foot I'm not... yeah so sorry we, we got uh, cut off there well right in the middle of our our conversation but we still got uh, about 10 minutes left um, yeah i was about to start pouring my heart out about uh, the trauma i feel in, in, in the the fear of my, my delusional irrational fear of big cats in the british countryside uh, it was, yeah. it was interesting um, after the last time i spoke to you we, we i was driving back from york um through through the forest at, at night i think it was about one in the morning and saw um what, what you said was probably a, a lynx or a bobcat uh, yeah, yeah, I do recall you. You actually mentioned that to me. Yeah, um, you were you you went through several different pictures and looked at different types of cats, and that was the sort of. I think we. Uh, I think yeah, it was a. It had a short tail, didn't it? You. you, you yeah, you said. long legs, tiny tail, and long ears, and I, I only saw it for literally seconds, but it kind of bobbed straight from the road, like straight back into the trees. Yeah. No. So the the the, the short tail, you know, it's very easy to you know, to, to, to make assumptions on that one. But, you know, typically, you know, the only cats that naturally have short tails are those those bobcats and lynxes. And, of course, you have the manx cats in, uh, uh, I think, the Isle of Man, don't they? They are sort of some, uh, you know, some breeding sort of thing where um, they actually uh, manage to breed the tail out of uh, a domestic strain of Felis catus, I think. Um, right. 
And um, but yeah, of course, it's you know possible that you could have a, another kind of big cat, um, you know, lose its tail in an accident or or some somehow is is possible, you know. So maybe I shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. But it sounds like you know, Occam's razor. Most likely, you saw some kind of links. Yeah, yeah, is that- yeah. You just don't want to see one of them when you're on foot on your own. Yeah, um, I did. Sh- I shared that with you, didn't I? When um, in our last time we spoke about seeing a, a big black cat when I was in my teens. Um, yeah, and that that was yeah terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know it's 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 something it, it's unlikely to happen. But if it did, I, you know, like how'd you get out of that? You know, there's a couple of videos yeah. that come to us from the states of people who've met mountain lions on their travels and yeah. and things like that. And it's like you know you've got to really be brave and and hold your nerve and and do everything right. You know, there was that one famous clip a few years back of a guy who uh, ran into a mountain lion with her cubs. And this right. thing pursued him aggressively for for several miles um, out of this this rural area, and he didn't turn his back on it the whole time, you know. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, yeah, it's just terrifying. But man, he did everything right, and he lived to tell the tale, and he got some dynamite footage out of it too. It's like my god. Let's have a look at that. Yeah, I, I weirdly, I instinctively, obviously, never been taught or trained. Is just instinctively what what backwards, like um, yeah. away from this until I was far enough away to run, and then I I didn't half run. Um, but yeah, That's it, it the thing. not everyone does think that though. The amount of people who you know who say they see these things and they just run. And it's like, my God, that's like the one thing they tell you not to do. But, you know, they live to tell the tale. So, but And a lot of these eyewitnesses, you know, no matter how fantastical their stories sound, you know, I'm looking at these people, looking in their eyes, you know, listening to them. And, you know, I come away thinking, well, whether they saw a big cat or not, they believe they saw something. Mm. Something happened to them. They're traumatised by something, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I have no doubt, you know, what... On, I'd bet every penny that I have, every possession I have, that that was that was a, a big big black cat. Um, my parents at first they're like, "Well, it's it'll be a, a dog, like a Great Dane or something." I was like, "No, there's, there's no." We had a great a, a black Great Dane as well. So if anyone's going to know the difference, you know, um, it was. Well, that's it. You know, you know, you, you, I, I take your opinion on that. You know, it's it's fair to say that people can misidentify things, but mm. I, I I think. That's that's an explanation that's relied upon too much to debunk things. You know, yeah. there's too many people coming out with consistent reports um, that all marry up independently of each other. You know, they they don't know each other, they've not met each other. You know, and yeah. this goes on for a period of time, transcending decades. You know, the uniformity and consistency in the eyewitness reports continues. And are they all really seeing? You know, black labradors and don't know what they're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it possible that they're actually right? You know, if one of them is right, then maybe several of them are right. Maybe yeah. all of them are right. You know, it's interesting it, it, how how I, you know, when I started telling people as well, when people then go, do you know what? I, I saw that as well. And then we even started getting um, in, in the Scarborough Evening News, started printing articles about this, this big black cat being seen around the area. So, yeah, a lot, everyone can't be wrong, can they? No, they can't. They can't. But, you know, as scary as uh, as they might be and as irrational my fear of those might be as well, I still think your your trip to, um, uh, uh, what's East it Drive. called? That's Pony the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think, um, I think you're braver 
really. I th- I'd rather spend a night in the woods on my own than a night in that place on my own, I think. <laughs> Maybe you'll have to come with me. <laughs> oh, God. Um Put the gun oh down. god um yeah maybe maybe <laughs> i won't say no to it if it's for charity like but you know i i'm not i'm not keen let's put it like that <laughs> should be a good laugh it's um we've only got a few minutes left tim so if i was going to ask you to to sell if someone's thinking mm, shall i go shall not go why should they go to the the film festival and visit because well, you can hang out with town. me and james you Definitely. can hang out with me and james james is going to be there you know do, you know recording bits and bobs for the podcast it's going to be great films with all the filmmakers you know or a large proportion of them in attendance so not only will you be able to see great new content about all different aspects of Fortean weirdness you know from you know uh ufology to ghost hunting to palm reading to mermaids to time travel to you name it it's all going to be there you're going to have direct access to the filmmakers um in a lot of cases who, who put together these great shows um there's activities around it. Gloucester's a great town. There's loads of other things to do around it as well. So, like, obviously, if you're into your film and uh, and, and paranormal heritage, there's loads of stuff in the ancient town centre, um, film locations for Harry Potter, Doctor Who, haunted locations and haunted pubs and loads of cool stuff to do around there. Um, and, yeah, it should just be a fun event. Everyone's welcome. There's no dress code, so you don't have to wear a tuxedo. You can come along in your onesie if you're that way inclined. I won't I won't complain. Everyone welcome. Just come along and bring a smile. Sounds amazing. Thank you so much for joining us again, Tim. Um, and just, just remind everyone of that uh, web, website again. Yeah, so tickets and everything, all the information, you can get all that at www.fortianfilmfestival.com. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Tim. Pleasure. Thank you for having me, mate. So there we go. He's a great guy, isn't he? So yeah, go go to the website. I'll put it in the link to the show. Um, go and buy a ticket. As always, get in touch. Um, on God, I need to I need to find it. Log back into the email. Forty News Podcast at gmail.com. I haven't been on it in in ages since probably last time I replied to everyone. Um, but yeah, Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, and as I say. Have you got any ideas for the Spotify Fortune playlist? I'll put that in the link as well so you can have a look. Um, it's great fun. There's, it's so random to listen to because it's such a mix of tunes. But go on there, have a look and uh, see what you think. There's, there's one about the... Uh, there's this amazing folk song about the, the big UFO crash in the States. It's uh, really different. So... <laughs> I, I, I've, I've enjoyed putting it together with, with loads of your input on social media uh, Discord as well, we're on Discord so come and join on there as well and uh, yeah, let's let's keep chatting and keep going, I will get the show out um, it is going to happen it's, it's fate has happened um, and yeah just just all take care of each other and, and look after yourselves and just stay well we'll, we'll get through all this, I promise so um, let, let's just keep going So much love to each and every single one of you. As always, take care. Bye-bye.